As the United States turns away from coal, the industry is looking overseas. And though Indian power plants may not be able to afford American coal, there are five different proposals for coal export facilities in the Pacific Northwest aimed at the Asian market. Ashley Ahern of the public radio collaborative EarthFix has been reporting on the fierce public debate these plans have caused. The Voices of Coal project has come out of over a year of reporting on the coal export issue here, and it's just got people really fired up, mainly because of concerns over coal train traffic that would come through the region, potential for dust, environmental contamination, diesel pollution, but also the huge potential for job creation, especially around the ports themselves. So as the economy's down, that looks more appealing, especially for the blue-collar jobs it could create. What we've been doing over the past year is really bringing together a really diverse group of sources, as any reporter does when they're covering a story. And I just started thinking, well, we have all these voices. They can't possibly be crammed into every radio story I do, but we can do audio profiles of these people that I encounter in my reporting and, and that the rest of the EarthFix team encounters in our reporting around the region. So this Voices of Coal project brings together all those people and their diverse perspectives on the coal export issue and how they see it affecting them and their way of life. So we're looking forward to hearing those. And let's start with some of the people you found for whom coal is definitely a blessing. My name is Robert Hill. I'm a locomotive engineer with uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe. The, the coal exports coming through, I think, is necessary. My kids live here. They go to school here in Washougal. And I'm not concerned with the coal at all. I, as a conductor, when I've been on the ground, roll these coal trains by and have never once been affected by coal dust coming off. Yeah, the railroad has been a fantastic opportunity for me and my family. It provides good wages, good wages, good jobs for, for families. And that's a very real sentiment that a lot of people have voiced with us and our reporters around the region. This one was produced by Amanda Peacher. She's with Oregon Public Broadcasting, one of the partner stations for the EarthFix project out here in the Northwest. But actually, there are also people who are adamantly against exporting more coal. What kind of objections did you hear? Objections come from a broad variety of angles. There's the local people who are concerned about coal dust and train traffic and how that will impact their lives. There are also people voicing larger concerns about the global climate change. We know that coal is the single largest contributor to CO2 emissions globally. And so when you look at exporting potentially more than 100, close to 150 million tons of coal from the Northwest, that's a large amount of CO2. And that has people concerned for the climate change impacts. As you know, ocean acidification is already a problem in the Northwest. We're seeing that impacting our shellfish industry. And that is from our global CO2 emissions. So it's a very real concern, not just sort of a nebulous, oh, climate's changing elsewhere. No, this is this is real in the Northwest. And one of the more interesting and directly connected sources I found in my reporting are the tribes. And the tribe that's closest to the largest coal export terminal, the Cherry Point Terminal, which would be located near Bellingham, Washington, is the Lummi Nation. And they are a traditional fishing nation, uh, lived on the shores of Puget Sound for thousands of years. And I met a young leader, Jeremiah Julius, Jay Julius of the tribe. He's a crabber and a fisherman, has been for years. And he told me about why coal exports concern him on his boat. Fishing is our culture to us. Uh, culture is fish. So it could be and will be very detrimental if if coal goes through the coal port. Because you're talking 465 supersized tankers that aren't even allowed to come through here now. When you have that kind of traffic out here going up to Alaska from here to China, this would completely be eliminated. No more fishing. The impacts that we're going to feel here for our children's children, for 25 years of jobs, It's all about money. 
and I, you know, I believe this is one nation under God, but I think it's, you know, if things like this continue to go through, it's not. It's one nation under money, and, uh, you know, it's really tragic. And Steve, as you heard, he mentioned in that conversation concerns over these large ships that are going to be coming and going through Puget Sound to deliver and take away that coal from the terminals. And that's a very real concern for people that live in the San Juan Islands. For many people around the country, this is a a world-renowned tourism hotspot. And, you know, 400-plus tankers at the maximum build-out for the Gateway Pacific Terminal near Cherry Point would be uh, a significant increase in tanker traffic through this region. And that has, you know, fishermen like Jay Julius concerned as well as the uh, recreational and vacation industries in the San Juans. That's Ashley Ahern from the public radio collaborative EarthFix, and we'll play some of those voices of coal in coming weeks. There's more about coal in the Northwest and in India at our website, LOE.org.